0: Pastor Xavier reads, and things still to come. The Jews have gone through a horrible time through the Holocaust. The Antichrist will make Hitler look like his little finger. A horrible time to come because they rejected their Messiah. And it is going to happen. Keep your eye on Israel. I pray for Israel. They are the key to prophecy and the return of Jesus Christ, not the United States. (laughs)
1: Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Wars and rumors of wars. With conflict ever escalating in Northern Africa and the Middle East, many are asking, is the Second Coming nearer than we thought? Today, from his current Simple Truth study series in the book of 1 Thessalonians, Pastor Xavier brings words of hope and comfort to those who put their trust in the Lord. Let's listen. First
0: Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 15 through 17. The message is entitled Rapture or Regret? Question mark. The study of eschatology has to do with the study of end things, those events that will transpire at the close of the church age till the setting up of the thousand-year reign, the millennial kingdom. The third and last area that I want to spend the rest of the teaching on. Is on the evidence for the premillennial pre tribulation, which simply means that he will remove us, as we said, before the seven years, and then we will come back and set up the thousand year reign with him, and we'll live on this earth for a thousand years, okay? First of all, the nature of the church is presented as a constant contrast to Israel. Keep that in mind. The church is comprised of Jew and Gentile who have accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, okay? While Israel was made up of what? Jews and only some proselytes. Alright? In Christ, there's no Jew, Gentile. We're all the same. The church was a mystery concealed in the Old Testament. Jew and Gentile. But the Gentile were always part of God's plan. He told that to Abraham in Genesis 12:3. 3. Ephesians 3, Colossians 1 tells you Jew and Gentile 1 in Christ Jesus. The church is called the bride of Christ, a virgin. Israel is called the wife of God who has been put away through divorce. Now, a wife, a virgin, there's a contrast. Married, divorced. contrast. Alright? embraced, put away, contrast. Those that attempt to make the woman in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 4, the bride of Christ the church, have a bigger problem. That woman's pregnant. Now they're blaming God of marrying a girl who's pregnant. Not a spotless bride. The woman there is Israel. She gives birth to the Messiah. And the Messiah is caught up to heaven. The church did not give birth to Christ. Israel gave birth to Christ. And Christ gave birth to the church. The apostle, Paul, Peter, and those who were in the first church council. You remember Acts 15, 13-17? When they were arguing about the Gentiles. whether How could they be saved. If they could be saved. Listen to Peter what he said. In the distinction between Israel and the church. Simon has declared how God. At this first visit. How God first visited the Gentiles. To take out a people for himself. James speaking. And when the words of the prophets of greed. Just as it is written. After this I will return. And will rebuild The tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, I will rebuild it, ruins, and I will set it up. So the rest of mankind can seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. He says, first, he's choosing the people for himself, his bride. Then, he'll come back and rebuild the tabernacle of David. They knew the progression. Church first, Israel second. They agreed with that. They understood that. Somehow, between the first church council and today, you got people, all kinds of different crazy theology. They understood, they made it real clear. You say, well, it's only mentioned once. How many times does God have to say something for you to believe it? But it's not just once, once in the church council, but it's throughout the New Testament as well as the Old. The contrasts and distinctions between Israel and the church are many, from the type of covenant to the promises of their inheritance. Secondly, The nature of the church age is presented as a contrast to the nature of the tribulation. The church age is characterized by grace through the atoning work of Jesus Christ for dying for the sins of the world. In contrast to the tribulation, which is characterized by God's wrath from His throne, Revelation is very, very clear, Revelation 11, 18, 14, 8, 10, 19, 15, 15, 1, 7, all over there. That what's happening during the tribulation period from Revelation 6 to 19 is God's wrath from His throne. In fact, the Old Testament calls it a time of distress, indignation, affliction, the day of the Lord. And listen, Jacob's trouble. Jeremiah 30 verse 7. Who's Jacob? What was his name? Israel. The wrath of God... Has fallen on Jesus Christ for us. So we have not been appointed to wrath, but to salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5.9, 1 Thessalonians 5.9 are very, very clear about that. The church is to pray for their enemies, to forgive them. In contrast to the martyrs under the fifth seal during the tribulation, which they pray this. How long, O oh Lord, do you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Revelation 6.10. A New Testament saint cannot pray like that. He's not supposed to. We pray for forgiveness of our enemies. These guys are praying for vengeance. They're in the tribulation period. By the way, God answers those under the fifth seal. He says, kick back. There's a lot more to be killed. A little while longer. What a difference. The promise of the church is that in the world, she would have tribulations. But this is in distinct contrast to the specific hour that will come upon all the earth dwellers. That they're warned about in Revelation 3.10. The church of Philadelphia says, I will keep you from the hour that will come upon all earth dwellers. Let me ask you something. Are you an earth dweller? Not if you're in Christ. You're a heavenly citizen. You're a sojourner. You're a pilgrim. You're not an earth dweller. Okay? There's a difference. We just studied Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10. They're waiting for the sun from heaven. Eminence. Anytime. The word out from, really the word from itself in Revelation three ten keep you from the hour. A very specific. The word from is ek. It means to cause to escape to safety under whatever the subject of the sentence is. And this specific thing is the testing of. Upon all earth dwellers If the word en Would have been used It would have meant To cause to persevere And to stand through it That's not what it's used The word Ek is used Thirdly The nature of the removal Of the church Is presented as a contrast To the return Of the second coming The removal of the church Is in order for God To deal with Israel Once again Blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles come in, Romans eleven twenty five, Paul says, the fullness of the Gentile. In other words, there is a set number of people in the church. Somebody's out there got the last number. If you're the last one, come, let's get out of here. Okay? Someone's out there, somewhere, sometime. Now Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles till the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. But don't confuse the time of the Gentile with the fullness of the Gentile. The fullness is the set number of people that comprise the bride. The time of the Gentiles began with Nebuchadnezzar. You remember we studied Daniel? He's the head of gold. The time of the Gentiles. Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome. The last empire is a ten-nation confederacy. Ten toes. Clay and iron. The removal of the church is to judge Israel and to prepare her for her Messiah. So there's the full the fullness of the Gentiles, the set number of the church, and there's the time of the Gentiles that goes to the very end through the tribulation. It began with Nebuchadnezzar, and it'll go all the way to the end of the seven-year tribulation. The Jews have gone through a horrible time through the Holocaust. The Antichrist will make Hitler look. Like his little finger. A horrible time to come because they rejected their Messiah. I am not anti-Semitic. I pray for Israel. But I know what the scripture says. And it is going to happen. Keep your eye on Israel. They are the key to prophecy and the return of Jesus Christ. Not the United States. (laughs) The second coming is to judge the ungodly. And to set up the kingdom. Paul reminds Thessalonians, remember, that the vengeance of God will come in flaming fire in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7 through 10. Jude tells us that Enoch prophesied of the Lord's coming to execute judgment on all the ungodly in Jude 14. Jesus said he would judge the nations, the sheep from the goat in Matthew 25, 31 through 34. John gives us a sneak preview of the battle of Armageddon as Jesus returns with his bride and with that sword from his mouth he destroys him in Revelation 19, 11 through 16. So there you have the contrast. Now fourthly, the nature of the language for the removal of the church that is presented is also unmistakable. The privilege to escape the physical death and to be caught up and to depart in the clouds is found in the first epistle of Thessalonians that we read here. Paul is telling them that their loved ones who have died are with the Lord. And when Jesus returns, they're going to be in the clouds with them. And then we're going to be caught up. So he tells them, don't worry about it. Comfort yourself with these words. He's clearing it up for them because they didn't exactly know how they were going to be affected. The word caught up in verse 17 is the word harpaso. This is the definition. To cease violently, carry off by force, to claim one eagerly. Of the 13 times that it appears in the New Testament, this meaning of a sudden jolting removal appears consistently. Let me give you just some samples. By the way, the word rapture, comes from the word rapiri in the Latin you will never find the word rapture in your Bible because it's a Greek New Testament the Latin Vulgate has rapiri which means rapture we get our word harpazo which is equivalent to rapiri rapture this is the Greek word harpazo that's why you will never find the word rapture let me give you some of those examples you remember Philip when he baptized the eunuch and then he came up out of the water, and it says and the Spirit harpooned him, took him from this place to Azotus, sudden jolting, one geographical location to another. You remember Paul was caught up to the third heaven, harpooned. Second Corinthians twelve two, from earth to heaven, suddenly jolting. You remember the parable of the sower, the seed went out, fell on the on the hard ground by the wayside, and the birds of the air, Satan came by and zoom, harpooned it from earth to the air, jolting suddenly. You remember the man child in Revelation 12:5 was harpazo to heaven, jolting, sudden, violently, Jesus ascended from earth to heaven. Every time the word appears, it is violent, sudden, jolting, and a translation from one geographical place to the other. The word itself affirms and confirms that we're out of here. Suddenly, violently, no man knows the day or the hour. The purpose is to meet the Lord in the air. Notice that. And the word meet means to encounter. And it's usually a formal step that was taken in the reception of a king or a magistrate. And they would go out to the city to meet them. And they would follow them all the way back in the city where they were going to go this word is used like that three other times when Paul was met when he was coming to Rome in Acts twenty-eight fifteen. they met him and they escorted him back to where he was going to be there's other times that it was used Jesus in the parable of the wedding where they went out to meet the groom and then walked them back remember Matthew 24 and 25 go together it's Jewish ground the virgins the foolish virgins were asleep we teach that as a principle for the rapture but really it's Jewish ground I believe Matthew 25 is speaking about us coming back with Jesus Christ at the end of the tribulation. And the five foolish virgins are those Jews and people who have not prepared themselves. But the Israelites that did prepare themselves and accept the Christ Messiah. They are the wise virgins. And they enter into the marriage. They enter in. We're with Jesus Christ when we come back. We groan within ourselves, Paul says, eagerly waiting for the adoption and the redemption of our body. Romans 8.23 says... I heard a voice like a trumpet. Come up hither and I will show you things to take place after these things. Revelation 4.1. After what things? Chapter 2 and 3. The message to the churches. Chapter 4 and 5. The churches in heaven. They're worshiping before God. Learn the script. Get on your face. Learn the song. You're going to be there. Don't be standing around and say, why is everybody on the ground? Okay. <laughs> Chapter 6 verse 1 and 2. The Antichrist appears. On a white horse. A bow. No arrows. Why? He conquers through diplomacy. He's a deceiver the first three and a half years. Now, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 through 12 gives us a very specific time when he will go into the temple, declare himself God. And that will be the midpoint. Matthew 24, 15, the abomination of desolation that Daniel spoke about. Jesus says, flee to the wilderness. Now 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. Chapter 2, verse 1 through 12. Around verse 11, it says that because they did not receive the truth of the gospel, God gave them over to the lie. Listen to me well. There are many who have heard the gospel. Maybe you're here in the audience today. You've heard about Christianity. You've heard about the right. You've heard about the second coming. But you keep putting it off. You keep rejecting the gospel. That scripture says very clearly that those who have heard before the tribulation comes, God will give them over to the deception and they will not be able to believe the truth any longer. It is very possible that some people who have heard the gospel over and over again, maybe you're here today. If the rapture takes place, you will not be able to believe. Scary. Many will accept Christ. They will have to die for their faith. Some will survive in a way that we don't understand. It's going to be a horrible time. If those days were shortened, no flesh would survive, Jesus said. He will declare himself God, 2 Thessalonians 2, 3, in the temple. The abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet. The promise is that we shall always be with the Lord. We will return with the Lord at the end of the thousand years to set up the kingdom as we said. Jesus promised this by distinguishing it to his disciples. Remember John 14? They were all afraid. He says, if you stop being afraid, if you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many abiding places. If it weren't so, I would have told you. And if I go, I go to prepare a place for that where I am, you may be also. Now listen. And if I go, I will come back, listen, to receive you to myself. There's a difference between receiving you to himself and coming back with him. He takes us up to receive him to himself in the rapture and we come back with him to set up the kingdom. There's the distinction. Jesus makes the distinction very, very clearly. Clearly. Paul says for you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ was our life appears. Then you will also appear with him in what? In glory. Colossians 3, 3-4. John puts it this way. Beloved, now are we the children of God. Though it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed. We shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope. Purifies himself even as he is pure. 1 John chapter 2, verse 2-3. through 3. He's coming. And He's coming for you, if you're ready. Fifthly, the nature of His coming for the church is presented as imminent. We've been implying it. That means He can come back at any second, any minute, any hour, any day, any year. Imminent. Jesus gave many parables of the evil steward who did not know the time of his master's return and was found drinking and mistreating the servants. Right? Many parables like that. A lot of people in the church saying, ah, Lord, he's not coming. I'm doing this. I'll do that. And they're like those evil servants playing games. The words of Jesus were, listen. Listen. Pray and watch that you be ready to escape all these things and be accounted worthy to stand before the Son of Man, implying eminence. Luke twenty one thirty six. Jesus said, No man knows the day or the hour, Matthew twenty four, thirty six. Our bodies will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of the eye, at the last trump, not to be confused with the seventh trump of the book of Revelation. The last trump of 1 Corinthians 15 and the last trump of 1 Thessalonians 4 is not the same as the 7th trump of the book of Revelation. The 7th trump of the book of Revelation is judgment. Don't confuse it, which is another mistake that post-tribulationists make. Every chapter that we have studied here in 1 Thessalonians mentions the Lord's imminent return. Chapter 1, verse 10, 219, 313, 417, 5:9. Let me just read you the one. one ten, And to wait for a son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivered us from the wrath to come. Where are they waiting from? From heaven. He's coming. Where are they delivered from? The wrath to come. That's just one of them. Go through the rest of them. John clearly shows that after the church ages over, in Revelation chapter 2 and 3, then the church It's present in heaven in chapter 4 and 5, singing the song only the church can sing right before the tribulation begins and the man of sin is revealed. Chapter 5, verse 9 and 10. The day of the second coming is given to us by Daniel, 1,290 days from the abomination of desolation. Matthew twelve eleven and Jesus confirms that in Matthew twenty-four fifteen. So the day of the rapture and hour, no one knows. But if you're left behind, once you see the Antichrist enter the temple and declare himself to be God, that's the abomination of desolation. Israel will flee to the wilderness. You can start counting down 1290 days, look up to the east. And your pastor will be coming back with Jesus on a horse. But the only way you can know the day is for you to be here under the judgment and to start the countdown. The church will be gone. Daniel makes this very clear. Jesus confirms that. Now, the day of the rapture again, no one knows. Therefore, we watch, we pray that we are always a counter worthy to escape all these things that will come upon this world. And to stand before the Son of Man as Luke 21.36 says. Only Luke in his gospel tells us the facts about being worthy. And to escape all the things of the tribulation and great tribulation. Have you ever asked yourself why? Matthew was writing to the Jews. Who will go through the tribulation. Matthew 24.25. Mark writes to the Romans, who for the most part denied Christ and crucified him. Luke is writing to the Gentiles, who God would call for himself a bride from. It's real simple. The evidence for premillennial, pre trib, for the rapture to take place is overwhelming in favor of pre tribulation that Jesus is going to take us out of here before He pours out His wrath. Listen to the words of Paul in Titus 3, 13 and 15. Listen how he describes the wrath to the church. Listen. The blessed hope and appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for us, that He might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for Himself His own special people, zealous for good works. Speak these things. Exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one despise you. You preach that Christ is coming. He's coming for his church. And don't let no one discourage you about that. It's the blessed hope. I'm looking for Jesus Christ. Not Antichrist. What are you looking for? Your life will tell you exactly what you're looking for. How you live. How diligent you are to be faithful and walking with Jesus. Whether you're involved in the kingdom. Whether you're studying the word of God. Whether you're resting in him. And waiting like an excited bride. He's coming for me. For
1: me, the bride of Christ. Pastor Xavier Reese, bringing us the simple truths of the return of Jesus. For a copy of today's message, a concise summary of the ever-closer end times, ask for Rapture or Regret. It's available on CD for only $4 when you get in touch. And this also includes everything we heard the last time we were together as well. So once again, the title to ask for is Rapture or Regret, or simply mention today's date. 91107 and it's helpful when you include the call letters of this station somewhere in your correspondence. This way we can track the impact of this outreach in your area. What does the future hold for those who refuse to follow Christ? That's on the next Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese. Hope you'll be back.